Hello there and welcome to the latest episode of the Sith Taker Snapshots podcast. I'll be your host for today, Rich Polly, and joining me as is becoming regular, but not as the usual, it's Liam Baker. Hello. Hello, he's everyone. T- he's taller and has more hair than Ben. Literally the only person in the X-Wing world that has more less hair than Liam is Ben. And yet here he is. I'm talking full body, yeah. by the way, full body. Um, oh, I've I've seen Ben Topless. It's it's like he wears a permanent cardigan. <laughs> That's I think it came in a V-neck last time. <laughs> also joining us today is Tim King. Hello, Tim. Hello there. Hello. A little bit more serious on our side. <laughs> Tim is Tim is talking to us while uh, crushing the hopes and dreams of job applicants in the background. So. Um, if every so often you hear him shouting "rejected," it's not us he's talking to necessarily. It might just be um, ruining somebody's life um, potentially. Well, no, I'd like to see it more like uh, saving them the pain and embarrassment of actually sitting in front of me at interview, not knowing what the hell they're doing there. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ben's cried off sick because he's got a migraine, um, apparently. So uh, I'm not going to be. It's all that effort pairing the last round of the Sift Taker Leagues, wasn't it? I know. He had to press a button, didn't he? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a good one, actually. It's coming into week week eight of that. So um, we'll talk about that a bit in a second. Um, so in the um, in the absence of any new news from AMG, they did release a new copy of the rules reference in the last week, but it added like one line that basically said, please don't paint your ships in a way that makes them look like a different IP that isn't Star Wars. So then everybody got excited for a fraction of a second before going, oh. In, in fairness, they did like write that paragraph twice, didn't they? Yeah, in different places. It was slightly different words, yeah. Um, a lot of effort has gone into that. Um, but we did get a confirmation from them that you know they'd be telling us when we could expect to hear an update on the rules for OP and uh, all the stuff about um, deficit scoring and bids and stuff. So they said, we'll tell you a date within the next two weeks. Not, we'll tell you in two weeks. No, we'll tell you a, a rough date of when we'll be able to tell you the actual information in two weeks. So it's uh, it's more more not information coming out. I don't like that. It's like having a uh, like a little preview to a trailer that tells yeah. you when the film's coming out it's just yeah. like just just tell me they're, they're they're giving you a sniff of the carrot that they'll show you in a couple of weeks basically it's like you know there's no carrot and stick here there's just concept of potential future carrot <laughs> so, yeah so it's a it's a bit odd but it's one of those things where somebody's asked a question on uh like a, a legion painting twitch stream or something and you know uh, Will Schick or or Plummer or somebody um, has um, has said, oh yeah, yeah, we'll be doing that in a couple of weeks. Or somebody in the chat has responded, and then it just kind of cascades through the community. So um, we're we're hopefully not going to be in the weird limbo of um, are we using this new rule that we're not quite sure what it is um, for too much longer. Um, but we are going to remain in that limbo for uh, for a little bit of time. Um, well, actually, who knows? Because we could be remaining in that limbo for another three months, but they're just going to tell us it'll be three months in a couple of weeks. Um, so, uh, yeah, at the minute, as as things stand, I know we, we in the Sith Takers are basically saying you continue to play by the published rules, and if nothing changes before the Sith Taker open in February in terms of actual publishing um, anything, we're still going to be running with, you know, old bids and normal scoring and all of that kind of stuff. Um because those are the published tournament rules. Um, we're not going to change and run something arbitrary. So there you go. You don't need to ask. That's what we're doing. So um, in other news, we're up to 110 tickets sold. So they have sold, slowed down a bit, I will admit. <laughs> it's well, slowed think, down uh, a bit. Uh, oh, go on, Tim. I was going to say, I think I saw Filippo had bought a ticket. So um, that, that's yeah. cool to see um, old Pifo coming across from Italia. Yeah, so Pifo's yeah. coming across from Italia. Matja has b- uh, bought a ticket from Croatia. So um, he's coming across. We've got lads coming from Ireland, Denmark, Germany, Switzerland. I think Fabi and maybe Raphael are coming, as well as basically the entirety of the southwest um, of, uh, of England again. 
um people come from scotland you know um was chatting we, we've mentioned bremi a couple of times who lives as far north as it's possible to live in scotland without getting your feet wet um so basically from the depths of cornwall to the very kind of it, it is literally lands end to john o'groats of x-wing players coming and centralizing in stockport um plus you know as we said before ireland and then all over europe as well it's pretty exciting actually i'm getting quite hyped um and uh, as i said uh Last week, prizing is coming along super nicely, which is lovely. Um, so I've had all my confirmations in. So I just now need to get access to the money and then I can start paying for stuff. Um, so that's the Sith Taker Open. We'll just touch on that for a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I was just going to say, in, in absence of any actual news from um, FFG about new releases or anything like that, um, we're going to just kind of talk through a little bit more about our experiences of kind of things that we've been playing with and against over the last few weeks. And then obviously also because, you know, we're all in various X-Wing channels on Discord and Facebooks and all that kind of stuff, just like any lists that people have been posting up that have interested us and all that kind of bobbins. And before we go into that joyful squad building online um, for a little bit, um, we're just going to mention a few events that are coming up. So... Um, First things first, most important one, uh, the Spud Gun Worlds, when's it going to be warm up? We don't know. Um, AKA Tim's event at the end of November. You've broken a, uh, a you've, you've crossed a line in the sand or broken a, a, a ceiling for. Yeah, um, I was, I was going to say it's more, more known as uh, I've got lots of promo stuff I need to give away and might as well run an event so uh, yes so um uh i was lucky enough to win the enigma wargaming um painted darth vader defender and a uh, i had also won a small ship which i actually cashed in as a matching uh tie phantom so basically mm-hmm. said if we get 32 or more players um i will put that into the prize pool as one of what i'm calling like a premium participation prize so everybody will get a premium participation prize which is it can range from there's i think there's metal cards there's worlds um card punches um acrylic token sets and all sorts just random stuff that i've won over the last couple of years um and so yes i'm just gonna walk away with that which will be quite nice um yeah. assuming we obviously still stay north of 32 uh which i think we will um i think it's mainly as a few sift takers need to pay up but um i i know you guys Guilty. are good for it well you know this is it like it, it's it's one of those things it's the curse of having a big venue sometimes because everyone looks at it and goes oh i don't need to buy a ticket because there's like space for 60 people and i'm like yeah but if people don't buy tickets then people don't think it's a big event and won't bother coming and then they don't buy their tickets and then they're like, yeah <laughs> And, and yes. also, you, you you have to book tables at Element unless you're booking the entire thing, and it costs money to book space. Um, so it it is worth buying and paying for a ticket. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I did take a bit of a punt on getting sixty four because that is, well, I mean, I I've said capacity for sixty four. I was hoping that I'd be able to be maybe about forty fifty, which I think, given the current climate, would be even before would have been quite exceptional for a one day event. Um, but I was also hoping that because there aren't, haven't been many events that people would perhaps also really want to come and uh, play X Wing. So uh, I'm quite happy. Like in, I say, if it's it's 32, it's 32. Uh, that's still really good for a one day event. Um, I, I still need to speak to Cog about getting them. I'll go to about getting um, some extra bits of prizes. Uh, so there'll be top and bottom in faction uh, prizes, some acrylic. Probably some damaged deck holders and some ship ship markers or something. Or, although, I did, well, I did notice that I didn't realise they did a Mandalorian uh, series. Um, yeah. So there's some Mandalorian target locks and stuff like that. So I might actually uh, buy a pack of those as well. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, I think, no, uh, so yeah, that's Tim's event. And there's still yeah, think, tickets left, and it's twenty five quid. Is that right? Fifty? Uh, no, twenty two fifty. I think I put it down. As. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, at the back end of November, and basically we're all we're all going. Um, I've got permission, and Mrs. Polly is taking the kids to see Santa. So uh, for that day, so uh, along, with, along with Sean's. <laughs> I was going to say that, but no, uh, if you are interested in the event, if you head to the Sift Takers Facebook page, click the events tab, and then the two most important X-wing events you need to worry about at the moment are in that link. Yeah, 
Uh, an easy way to find it is uh, search Facebook for Spud Gun, and then you'll find it. Um, I go to the so, yeah. Takers Facebook page. Or, or you could do that. Because it's in our events link. It's even easier. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Um, another thing is uh, Board and Brum are doing another... Uh, well, they run events monthly, basically. And their next one is on the... I'm going to 13th. say nine, 13th of November. Um, so 13th of November in Birmingham. It's tenor entry normally. Yeah, um, it should be uh, for a standard yeah. monthly one. Yeah, and then prizing comes in the form of store credit. So the better you finish, the more store credit you get. Um, and usually things like uh, cards, cards from the FFG packs and all sorts yeah. and that kind of stuff. Um, and it's a lovely space and a lovely shop. And uh, you should go um, and beat Liam because he deserves to not have fun. Um, <laughs> uh, ouch, but also fair. <laughs> I, I, um, I will be a definite maybe for that event because uh, it's actually quite convenient to get to from Manchester. Um, but I think is it, I think Old Runs the week before that. No, yes. I, think, I think my event. I suppose my event is what two weeks after it. That'd be all right. Yeah, and it's a it's an hour and a half down the road from me. So while I have used up all my wife points on getting to go to to your event at the end of November, um, there might very well be a a question asked short notice whether I can just bob down sort of thing. Um, <laughs> all my friends before. are going. I want to go out and play. All my friends are going. It'll be lovely. Um, Do you want me to send you a uh, just a a last minute message going i really need you down here if you can uh if you can help uh, i'm after all the hands i can get and then we just go play some x-wing <laughs> i need i need help moving house <laughs> i'll remove all context from it so it sounds life-threatening uh maybe not <laughs> maybe not no, I, I have to see because it is because it, it's quite a short day. It's the kind of thing that I can, you know, be up with the kids in the morning and then leave like at eight o'clock and be done for when it starts at ten, and then you know be back home for six. So I see them at the start of the end of the day and stuff. But it's, it's just one of those one of those things where I have to balance uh, my um, physical well being against my joy to play X Wing because um, I'll get beaten to death. But um, Anyway, uh, the other event that I just wanted to touch on really quickly, it was only announced yesterday or, or today or something, is there's an Italian team championship that PIFO has um, started posting around about, which is almost like an XTC-style five or seven player teams, they've not quite decided yet, in Italy, um, in person. Um, when, do we know when it is yet? You said uh, back end or tail end of this year or quarter one twenty. 22 but wouldn't clash with the taker yes so people's coming to the sith taker open so he's definitely not going to run it over the top of it um so yeah so there's an, that that one's coming up so keep an eye out on starfighters italia um or on discord or the xtc discord or or around and about uh for more information on that and mentioning actually it's just reminded me mentioning starfighters italia um it's worth um Having a quick look around on Facebook, if you have got a FO Whisper, if so, if you've bought the recent pack and you know about the misprints and you don't want to use the weird um, cardboard or paper printouts that um, AMG have put in the errata, um, there's a guy in Italy who's basically sorted out for cardboard ship template things to be printed by a local printing company. Um, so it's if you haven't got in on that, it's worth having a look um, because... They might very well be able to um, to, to sort you out uh, with some legal and playable bases, which is good. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, Starfighters Italia. It's all in Italian, so it makes no sense to me. But occasionally they post useful things in English. Um, and then the last event I want to talk about, which is just today been announced, is Hexiled Gaming has announced an event, and it's called the Wild West Open or something like that. Um, and it's actually pretty cool um as we should have um expected from uh from scott so scott runs um hexiled gaming uh he has a little uh event called uh hexiled gaming uh com uh, so he runs a website hexiledgaming.com and he does all this stuff on tts so he's got one called the wild space open um it's yeah, not not the Wild West Open as you called it. Not the Wild West Open, no, but it could very well be. <laughs> um, so, uh, 
with uh, so it's starting um on the 8th of november and it's running four rounds of swiss one game a week and then they're going to on the uh, 12th of december have a single day finals uh where they play down from top 16 uh to top table so uh potentially four games uh but probably less than that it's 15 dollars um it's currently open for ticket sales to his patrons um but tickets are unlocking i think on the 15th so i think that's this friday the 15th of october um and here's the cool bit aside from the fact that there's an animated gonk card as the participation prize um which is pretty cool it's like a hologram thing so it looks like he's dancing uh, <laughs> but uh so they're doing sideboard list building so we don't know what the rules on sideboards are going to be that AMG are thinking up, but Scott and and team have have decided their own. And uh, I've got a little bit of um, inside info from Funwalk, which is basically you pick ships and pilots and they get locked in. Then you get paired. You see what ships and pilots your opponent has. And then you can fill in the upgrades on your list with anything that you want at that point make a legal list up to 200 points so if be, you put, well i wouldn't say that it won't be sideboard would would the sideboard not be a you'd, you'd have to like nominate a certain pool of upgrades uh, yeah the, that's one way to do it and i think what they're doing is they're saying the whole the whole card pool is your sideboard for okay. this yeah, yeah um cool. so basically if you put 150 points worth of chassis and pilots in you've got 50 points that you see so you know if you're Wanting to put Ray as an example in, you can decide to run full fat ninety something point Ray with Rose and Finn and all that other stuff, Corsella and everything. Or you can be like, I'll just put title on because I don't want her to be the full fat version, you know. Um Just imagine turning up to an event with that as the proper rules though. So you turn up with your little, you know, tournament tray or your, you know, your little um felt hair case or whatever, and then like five lever arch files of upgrade cards <laughs> going, Yeah, this is this is my sideboard. I think. I mean, I think that what you would probably, you you would be able to do that. But what you also would probably have would be like you know two or three versions of the list. And then you would just be like, nah, I'll, I'll pick nah. one of these. Um, but you know, you would you would have like a couple of card boxes just full of cards just with you, um, because you know you don't need everything that you own with you. But somebody would bring it. You know, like full on big blue IKEA bag just full of lever arch files. And, oh got to get this from table to table so yeah they're doing that um it's i think it's good it's going to be pretty interesting um i'm gonna see if i can um negotiate to to get involved in it as well um and nicely they've done um because it's called the wild space open they've done uh, all the prizing is wooden so like there's a wooden template tray and um and um template set uh like wooden charge tokens and focus and evade tokens and things like that as well so well, one, um, one thing I'd yeah. like to shout out to Scott is I learned a new word today. What's that one? So the word is len- lenticular. Lenticular? Which is okay. which is essentially, that is what the dancing gonk is. So I, when he first was talking about it, I thought, oh, is it a TTS card? I'm, I'm not that excited about it. You know, perhaps it was like a dancing animated gonk or whatever. But no, len- lenticular is, you have, uh, you got them in like, you know, cornflake packets and stuff. But like you say, the hologram. So you, it's the, it's where you have the ridge, like the the sort of the the pyramid ridges on on a card, and it, there's one image one angle and one image from the other angle. So basically, as you move the card left to right, that's where you get the um the image. But I never knew that's what they were called. Yeah. So, so hold on, that yeah, isn't one. a TTS card. No. No, no, no. It's a, it's a, I assume it will be a plastic card uh, participation prize. Okay, I thought it was a TTS card. No, no, I, um, I yeah, I genuinely did as well. Didn't yeah, until I, I until I actually googled lenticular to understand what they meant. Yeah, so lenticular having the shape of a double convex lens. Yeah, so is it is lenticular the same as holographic? Yeah, I did uh, wonder that. I don't no. think it is. I think hol- <laughs> holographic is different layers of an image. Yeah, holographic is light iridescence that yeah. shows a single image and is monochromatic, where lenticular is, um, as you described it, two different sides of a triangle showing slightly different images. So that when you flex it in different ways, you see different things. So yeah, I feel cool. I feel like I'm uh, witnessing Dictionary Corner in Countdown. <laughs> uh, I, Which I, I wish we... Susie Dent? <laughs> I wish I wish we were that well educated. To be honest with you, mate. So I don't have the legs of Rachel <laughs> Riley, so you know. <laughs> She's gone, I think. I think she's leaving. 
She's uh, also the she's she's also the maths one, not the dictionary one. Hey, yeah, she, so somebody has to get the letters out. That's true. That is true. All right. So that's what we're talking about. And I mean, it does it does kind of lead us into um, kind of what we're what we're going to just briefly discuss today, because obviously last week, you know, myself, Ben and, and Tim chatted a little bit about the list that we'd seen and the kind of stuff that we've been playing. Um, but now we've got Liam here as well. So, Liam, new points. You've had a few weeks of messing about, a few weeks of playing with stuff. You've had a couple of days of making weird cross faction lists so that you can play against Andreas. Um, yeah. What what kind of um, legal stuff has uh, has captured your imagination? Uh, I'm not going to lie, it's the uh, the supernatural Kylo Whisper. I think it's the amount of actions you can get out of it while also impeding the ability for your opponent to play just seems absolutely ridiculous, and uh-huh. I love it. So supernatural sh- whisper, supernatural, Kylo. yeah. So, so you can points, eighty-seven points without any yep. other upgrades on him. Don't really need them. So you can barrel into yep. a jam, and then you can do your standard maneuver, and then do another action, which you could then, if you wanted, link into a rotate, and then you could just put concussions on it, and then you can bug out all you need, but you can just stay involved in the fight if you want as well. That's pretty pretty disgusting. We talked about it a bit last week. The thing that I find this Kylo probably doesn't even need supernatural reflexes to really prey on small ship counts that are moving before him. Um, this might help him out a little bit against stuff that's moving after him as well. If he can, you know, pre-move reposition into a jam um, and then move and, and get double actions again. Um, but I do still think it'll still just be preyed on by. Um, i5s and i6s that are moving after him um, just saying you know well I'm not going to be where you want me to be or if you guess wrong and a lot of it is down to reading your opponent and making those guesses so it'll be pretty degenerate against anything moving before him absolutely agree with that like that's just filthy but is it better if you're spending 93 points on Kylo with supernatural reflexes and concussion missiles in a whisper is it better than spending the same amount of points on Kylo in a silencer Yes and no. Uh, there's two ways you can look at it. You can look at the standard chassis for the silencer, which is uh, four hull, two shield, three attack, three green. It's solid. You get two force points. But with the the whisper, it is a pseudo three edge ship because if the person attacking you has no green tokens, you get yep. an extra green. But if there's a ship in the attack arc uh, that has a jam token. Uh, you get an extra one as well. Yep. So if you're at range three with Kylo and you go, right then, uh, I haven't got a shot, I'm just going to jam myself. I've got no tokens, so the jam stays. You're rolling four dice, uh, four green dice, uh, but you also have your force to mod as well. Yeah. Uh, also look and at the and, fact it's, that and it's got have... a white evade. <laughs> it's got a white evade. Yeah. Uh, have you, have you used that... it? Have you used it, or is this kind of head sim? Because I, 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 I agree on head sim, it sounds filthy. I haven't used the Supernatural one, but I've used yeah. this, this standard Whisper Kylo. Uh, I put a few toys on him, and I'm not going to lie, I had a lot of fun with it. If you can yeah. keep it protected in the early game, which is quite doable with the center scramblers, yeah, because you can just go for positioning then, uh, you'll have a great time with it. Yeah, cool. All right. All right, so... I mean, we're going to keep talking about First Order stuff. I played a game against um, Kester um, from Steel City, Kester Smith, um, the other day, and I was using uh, four T-70s, having a bit of a play about with Commander Poe to see what he was a bit like for 55 points, just naked. And I had uh, Jess Pava, Bastion, and uh, Nimi Chirino, whatever, the, the one that likes hunting aces. And he flew... Um, this Kylo plus, uh, oh, what's the the FO bomber called that allows you to re-roll bomb dice? Grudge, uh, grudge, yeah, grudge, yeah, um, a grudge plus two of the other ones, 
and um, I mean, he absolutely spanked me, but it was there, there was a, a bit of a hilarious thing. It, this was a hyperspace legal thing, by the way, as well, um, which was uh, a, a bit on heat because he was prepping for the, the Worcester War Games um, hyperspace championship, which is next weekend or the weekend after. Um, it's this Sunday coming. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's he's prepping for that. Are you going to that one, Liam, trying to win another coin? I am. I'm going for all three coins so I can put two over my eyes and then one in the middle of my forehead. So okay. I can ascend. <laughs> um, so Kessie was using that, and we had a hilarious moment where he dropped cluster bombs on uh, all over my ships, basically. And Jess Pava had two health left and flew away with two health left, having had, I think, three cluster mines detonate on her. And I lost shields on other ships and stuff like that. But basically, he, he got this perfect engage where he dropped in between two ranks of my ship like some of my ships moved before his then he jumped over those to bump my back my back rank so he dropped a set of cluster mines on my front rank and then dropped thermal detonators the next turn um on my front oh it was it was awful it was beautifully played by him but anyway grudge was re-rolling uh the one dice in blanks in the blanks constantly so i was taking one or none um from them then Grudge had two health left after this engage, and he dropped clusters, which missed the front of Poe by literally a millimeter. But then Grudge had to fly over the, his own mine. Um, he had two health left with a reroll to try and get off it. And of course, he rolls double hits and then rerolls hit back into hit again. So, having failed <laughs> miserably to kill anything of mine, he just flew his one ship over. The rerolls were just saying no to him, essentially. Um, and he, he still absolutely spanked me. It was a great game. But um, I know I've seen some people say that they don't like the new FO bombers, that they just seem quite inoffensive, but I think they're a great thing for protecting something like um something like a Kylo. And then like yeah. an endgame ship, because they give you stuff that you really, really, really have to um they give you stuff that you really have to think about. Like if you don't go and kill them, they'll just be dropping bombs and running away and reloading and coming back in and dropping bombs again. Um, but you need to try and balance that with, if I go in and engage them, they're bombers, so they're hard to kill. You know, two greens and six health, they last just long enough um, to be ablative for things. So, yeah, it's um, it's given me a bit of a puzzle. Have you, have you played with or against them, Moshi, either of you? Uh, the bombers uh, yeah. I've used and played against uh, at first. On if you just look at them and try and theory craft for them, they don't seem that good. But it's when you put one on a table and you realise that pre-position boost, what it gives you, uh, that pre-move boost. Sorry, uh, they are fantastic. They are, it's a really solid chassis. The blues aren't great, but you can make up for that in other ways by say putting like prime thrusters on. Yeah. Um, if you want to make a bit of an expensive bomber, but. Even if you kit them out, they aren't expensive. I know they're so you cheap. You can pull a lot of toys dirty. on them. Yeah, and that that white boost is filth. It's just filth. I think the uh, the the thing that I found interesting because I played at least one game. I think so. I played against. Um, so I think it was Nightfall in the Whisper, two bombers, and uh, I think was it Gideon in the XI shuttle. So there were sensor boys. There was feedback ping, and then he had a couple of Connonets as well. So essentially, if I landed in naught to one of either the sensor boys or the Connonets, uh, feedback ping would allow them to take target locks. Yeah. Um. So I found that quite interesting. Um. As it is, I ended up killing you know the sensor boys quite. I wouldn't say easily, but I had nothing else really to shoot at, so I just made sure I killed them. Um, yeah. But no, I mean that was quite a cool little trick. Um. Nightfall uh, managed to get a range three shot bullseye uh, with Stain Mara, so got a damage card on her, and that was yeah the start of the sort of her downfall. Such so um, yeah, it was. No, I think there's, there's definitely some interesting tricks there, and I think um, as well what it's probably given FO is a few more options than what we used to see. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent, it's given them two very strong ships to to go in with which is um a bit maddening from a like a resistance point of view where they've gone oh here's a y-wing i will talk about y-wings in a second because i'm not <laughs> that i'm not actually that down on them um because i've been flying a couple of them around and about and there, there is some nice little builds with them um 
doing the rounds and obviously last week we we talked about um a couple of people did well with y wings at the uh the latest gold squadron event so um but yeah i mean the the there's so much in this box and one of the things that i think is really cool is actually that if you if you buy this fo fury of the first order box you get a whisper and two bombers you can then buy one other pack from the fo so you can either buy von reg's tie whatever it's called the baron thing i can't even remember the red one um you can buy that you can buy a silencer um or you can buy um like an si shuttle or something and by buying this one big box set plus one of the blister you've got access to a handful of reasonably decent feasible fo lists so it's actually a really good thing that has been released for the game like if you want to buy into fo it's really easy now you know you don't have to think oh no i've got to go and buy six of those and four of them and you know three of those in order to be competitive it's like no i can buy two boxes i can spend whatever it is 65 quid and have all the stuff i need um to to make myself a via a viable fo list I quite like that. I think it's great. I think that's the benefit of all these boxes, though, to be honest, that have been released. Uh, Separatists, not so much, because they're low points. Uh, (laughs) Make make a list out of a a Belbalab, two vultures, and one other pack, I dare you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe a fire spray, but that's about it. Well, surely Um, another another Belbalab and two vultures. Yeah, two two Bellabubs and two vultures. That's that's the way to go. Two, two, two and four, wouldn't it? If you had both packs. But... Yeah. Oh yeah, two and four. Yeah. Uh, but with all these, where you get multiple ships, uh, it's a fantastic way to just get get yourself a quick list that works mm-hmm. to an extent. I mean, the Herald's Hope is fantastic because you get two X wings and an A wing, and A wings at one point were like uh, rocking horse poo, weren't they? Couldn't find yep. them anywhere. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, li- I like the pause while you figure out how to say that without <laughs> swearing. Yeah, I nearly said. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> I, I, I was, I did, I was appreciating your work, but now not. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's, it. Yeah, I think you're right. The squadron packs are really good for that reason, and I think it's one of the things that we've talked about before, which is that you don't want um, good, strong meta lists being locked behind an eBay purchase and a conversion kit. The conversion kits were great when we were converting from version one three years ago, but they're really bad for new players, like really, really bad for new players to have to go and buy a conversion kit plus um, then be like, well, I've got all this cardboard for E-Wings and Aussie Tuck gunships and I, you know, I got no way to use them. Um, so um, it's brilliant that the new stuff is coming in and is competitive. Um, Although it could touch on on some of the uh, some of the ships that the rebel faction have been lighting up about recently, um, just to just to you know kind of dumb down on that point again. It's like oh, so much stuff is good that's new, but also dash. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I haven't played against any of the new iterations. Of, no, I do tell a lie. I did. I played a game against um, Andy Tolman, um, and he was playing dash with Lan- dash and Lando all with regen, well, both with a gonk droid. So basically, um, I, I did all of the shields on dash twice um, and never got any points from him <laughs> in oh. the entire game. <laughs> it's like he ended up shieldless having regen four um, and, uh, yeah, do- double evaded on, on his last roll, so I didn't get half points on the last shot of the game, which wouldn't have been enough to win it because basically that regen had just, with the extra that single extra action from Lando, if you've got nothing better to do with it, you just... You just dump a gonk charge back onto Lando or a gonk charge back onto Dash because um, it's at range three. So it's just like, yep, Dash is going to fly off and regen here, and he's at I five. So he does whatever seems to be the sensible thing um, at the time. And yeah, it was uh, it was pretty disgusting. But um, we've uh, we've uh, seen quite a lot of different Dash builds um, coming through um, with people looking at R two D two. And and interestingly, hilariously, you can put R2D2 and Gonk on Dash. Um, so, you know, double regen. Um, so Gonk is infinite and R2D2 is one shield uh, when you're damaged. So if you have Gonk charged, will you wait until you go down to uh, lose one hull? And then you can just pop yourself back up two shields from that point um, and potentially have to flip that card if R2D2 betrays you. But um, 
yeah, that's disgusting. Um, back in the world of unlimited regen, because gonk is cheap. So, yeah. And you can now have a dancing gonk. You can by entering the um, <laughs> by entering the, uh, the the hexiled um wild weird west thing event that we just talked about. Wild space. Wild space event. That's the one. Thank you. Thank you, somebody paying attention to what's going on. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's it it's interesting to see that those dash builds coming out, and I have seen um, there's been one guy on one of the Discord channels, probably the main one, I think, talking about um dash with Cassian, so that he can peak dials and change his dial if he, you know, if he guesses right. Um, plus um. Inertial dampeners as an illicit slot. So having old-fashioned handbrake dash with RGD2 to keep getting the shield back and having handbrake dash like we used to have handbrake ham. So be uh, be fun to see if that one, if anything comes of it. But um, I think he's flying it with Jake, obviously for the actual economy for dash. Um, and then uh, wedge in an X-Wing to give you something else to worry about that isn't dash, um, that hits as pretty much as hard as him. So... Yeah, it's it's good to see. Um, but we did call out when we ran through the points changes that Dash was going to be a a big winner because he's come down from a hundred points naked to a hundred points with all of it. Well, eighty eight points or something with all of his toys. Well, you know the basic loadout that he wants, um, which is just absurd. Well, it's good Pretty to see terrible. though. Like you know, just um, I, obviously there's a few. Few ships that suffered the sort of the one point oh hangover and, and possibly not so much unfairly pointed or um, balanced at the start, you know, but obviously were just too expensive to be sort of competitive. If that makes sense, nice yeah. to see some of them sort of come down a bit, just so they're a bit more viable. But problem is, it's hidden behind an eBay purchase. <laughs> And yeah. a conversion kit. Um, I mean, yeah, there is that, but I mean, obviously, that you know, if if you were a new player, there's still people who are um, selling like whole collections and stuff like that. So picking yeah. up a conversion kit, and there's actually people now selling whole collections with conversion kits, you know, because they've just after a few years of just not playing X-wing or whatever. Um, equally, if you can find a club, I'm sure there'll be people out there who happily sort of lend. Uh, you know, bits of cardboard to you, or you know, if you're just proxying in friendly, friendly events, um, yeah, sort of get you yeah. going. Also, you know, more than one person has more than one YT twenty four hundred, um, because there used to be lists with two of them in and stuff like that. So you know, and you always get those people that buy three of everything, even if hmm. it's not possible to put them in a list. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, so Dash, yeah, he's he's back. Um back with a vengeance as well be interesting to see what it comes up daryl daryl mcdowell so judge daryl who judges a lot of our events and a lot of the online events as well he's he's currently swearing by an assortment of different dash builds he's he's currently playing around with dash benthic of all people so ben... it's horrible it really is if, if you need one lucky turn to ensure that the rest of the game is even slightly playable i played oh, against okay. it and i managed to get the win but it's just so difficult to push damage through which is naturally not what you want to uh, come across, is it, when you're trying to win a game? Yeah. It's definitely a puzzle that you need to solve. I've I've not even brained out the list, but he just keeps banging on about it. So maybe at some point I should uh, I should go and have a look, but uh, <laughs> see what it's all about. Um, it's interesting though. Um, cool. Um, so other stuff that's kind of big. I, I think I was just thinking actually today. I think that. Weirdly, out of all of this, the big loser faction has been the Imperials, um, because I don't think they got any big, any major buffs. Nothing kind of was brought back into the light. No huge drops anywhere, and then nothing else really happened. But Tim, you've been playing a little bit of the old-fashioned Tie Swarm. Yeah, just more for sort of nostalgia, I guess, more than anything, and and not really having any sort of. Nothing sort of really taking my fancy about what to fly, so I fancy just uh, as the points came down, just fly it a bit. But um, yeah, no, it's nice, nice to rock about. But I, I don't think they're quite um, sort of top tier competitive still. Um, is I say just ni- nice, nice to run out uh, the old school sometimes. 
Yeah, and I mean, we mentioned last week that the last Gold Squadron event, which was Hyperspace, um, that there was a player who went 6-0 and with a 6-tie Hellswarm. Mm-hmm. Um, so just Howl Iden and um, then Inferno Squadron, basically, um, with all of the upgrades on Hellrunner being a, a Hull upgrade and something else. Um, and yeah, I was, you know, just looked at it and thought, is it back? But I don't think it is. Right, so I played that FO list, and uh, I've been running a bit of Deadeye on a couple of my ships. Yeah. Um, so I actually, um, what did I do? I, I sort of rolled rolled my attack dice into Nightfall, having done the face down damage card previously with Sane, mm-hmm. and then uh, with Deadeye, I turned a crit to a hit to flip the card, and it actually turned out to be structural damage. Um, so yeah, that was that was amusing. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, Timo Hetzel played him last night in the Sith Taker League. And he absolutely destroyed me. Uh, I got sweet nothing. Lost my entire list. Well, I conceded with 15 minutes ago because all I had was, I think, an undamaged Howl Runner uh, mm-hmm. left at the end uh, versus uh, Annie, Obi, Ayla, all in their ETAs and Luminara in a um, CLT. And he absolutely destroyed me. So, um yeah, you know, I think the TIE Swarm is still fun. It's still, uh, certainly the Inferno Squadron, you got some cool toys there, but three agility and no shields, um, You, it's a dice game. It always is a dice game. And yeah. I don't I don't mind that. I know that going into the game, um, but from a competitive point of view, I don't think uh, you can reliably make cuts with a list like that. But certainly an extend, mm-hmm. extended event. A hyperspace might be different because some of the big bad things may be out. Um, but yeah, did you say it's uh, the team more have... of a four and two list? Um, possibly, yeah. But but that's it. Like uh, it could even be a three and three list. You you literally yeah. could have you know six good games, but have and I don't blame dice, but you just have some you know a couple of bad rolls and a couple of games. You just lose those games. That's the tyranny um, of the green dice, though, isn't no, it? No, absolutely. And, and uh, I'm, a, I'm a, I've been a free agility player for quite a while, and I fully accept my lot in life that <laughs> you know the, the the dice give and the dice take away, and that's absolutely fine. Um, the thing I found, obviously, with certain lists is like my you know the FO Tie Fighters or the the M3As is you've got that shield, and yeah. and that that's massive in 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 certain circumstances. But those tie yeah. fighters, you know, they just it just sticks. Yeah, it's um, it it is funny because I I stopped playing three green ships for a long time because I got so demoralised with them, and I started playing arcs and Y wings and lats and things like that. But they're not as much fun as squeaky bum time, flying by the seat of your pants moments, where you know you're untokened three green agility jedi is sitting with you know five five greens at range three behind an obstacle and somebody plinks two hits on it and you're like or hit crit and you're like oh, i shouldn't take any damage here but i could just die <laughs> well, <laughs> you know? it. so against timo i did one damage card to, uh, yeah. against his entire list and that was to ayla and that was a range three shot through a gas cloud from same mara i rolled a crit out of hand he used Luminara to roll that down to a hit, or how Rudder re-rolled and got a crit again. So I was like, "Yay, I've done something!" Yeah, I mean, the the other thing to say about that list is that um, well-flown aces have always been the bane of the swarm, and if he's yeah. got four four aces, four Jedi, basically buzzing around, never mind the trident, and giving you you know three choices of what direction you're going to go, he's giving you four choices every single time, and then he's getting unanswered shots with the other three. Yeah. Um, and you know, or or you spread your fire out, and then you know you risk just not doing anything to him at all. So, yeah, um, I, I, I think Jed, Jedi are going to keep the the whole swarm down. No, no, um, absolutely. And like you know, T- Timo's a great player, and uh, absolutely, he basically gave me a choice. Like just before like the first major engagement, I turn one way or the other, and whichever way I choose, two Jedi are coming behind or or, or into a flank. Um, so basically, gave me two bad choices. Um, I made a few mistakes in the game as well. Um, but ultimately, I think yeah, he just outflew me. And yeah, I at the start of the game went, hey, at least you can't take auto blasters anymore. But um, <laughs> those those ETAs with bullseyes, with predator, with force, 
um, actually, <laughs> they were quite happily rolling two and three hits and crits most yeah. turns, and I'm just like, ah, oh, okay. Talking about Jedi nonsense, I'm still in the Tin Squadron balance of the Force event. I'm I'm on the hunt for the six dice um, Pluton rocket torpedo shattering shot trick shot. Uh, <laughs> not trick shot, sorry, but the seventh seventh fleet gunner plus CLT plus shattering shot um, to try and get the uh, the six dice dream shot. I got a five dice dream shot um, last week against um, I was playing against Mark Packer Hughes. And he was just like, I know that if I rolled that ship one forward, I would get a shot on you, but that you would be able to come in and do your big thing. And I was like, Yeah, baby, uh, I'm doing. I'm two and two, and all I'm trying to do is get this one game where I can, where I can pull off that six that six dice shot. And then I was just like, Yes, done. <laughs> Don't need to play anymore. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff, I think, flying around in the Republic faction, which is good because it is a fun faction, but I think it's a very hard faction as well to play well. But I do think that we see good players will start picking up those aces because it's, um, I don't know, it always does make me think, is it actually ever going to be any good? Um, because you're so reliant on the bullseyes to push damage unless you're pushing, uh, like putting Delta 7Bs. Jedi or arcs on the table to get three three reds, um, but I guess we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I think um, with that faction, there's a mindset people have where because the etters have been nerfed, they're like, oh well, I can't take auto blasters and get all the free crits in the world, so they're bad. But yeah. it just takes a different style of flying, and I think they are still a very solid chassis as long as you get the positioning correct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was playing against, um, I've mentioned a couple of times, Andy Tolman, so Callie Tolman, who does, I used to do an awful lot of online games, but has kind of stepped back and is playing other games um, to um, basically mean that he doesn't burn out from X-Wing entirely. And um, he's been flying for ETA to Jedi since before the points change, when it was 100 points exactly that you could fit. Um, Annie, Obi, Shaq and Ayla, um, and they've all dropped in points now. So now you've got, I think, 10 or 20 points to play with. Um, so you can put, you know, sense in there. You can put Brilliant Evasion to get the most out of Ayla's ability. You know, you can put Predators. You can put Trick Shots. You can put, you know, Shattering. You know, basically, you've got an awful lot of points to mess about with. And um, I think the four ETA2s is going to become something that we might see quite a lot of around the place. Um or, you know, a few of them, plus maybe a, a Delta, like with a Luminara or something like that, as Tim played against. Um, and that's because last week's rumor that ETA2s were being seen in the wild, the Actus was being seen in the wild, is true. Um, everybody's had them all. Jason's had his pre-order of 73 or however many it was that he was painting up for people um, from Enigma Wargaming. And there's actually still some on the shelf in Element. Um because they got enough to fulfill their entire pre-order, albeit you know six months after the first lot came in, and then more. So I think we are going to start seeing um, squads full of these because people have finally got their hands on them. They're going to reappear, um, but we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. Um, and another news: the Naboo M1 Starfighter is still terrible, but you know, I think I always knew that. Didn't the handmaidens <laughs> come down? I'm not saying that's good, but. Don't depress me even anymore. It's, I mean, they did. They think they came down one point. They're now 41 points. They're the same price as Anakin Skywalker and an N1, who's one of the best ships in the game uh, for his price. And they still can't take an evade token unless they go fast. And they're still just bad. So they just need to be fixed in some way. Yeah. They need a, con but... a config or something. But... Don't get me depressed on that topic. Go on, Liam. <laughs> you were going to say something. I will say, but if Anakin's one of the best ships in the game, well, not in the game, but he's one of the best ships in the faction, then they can't be that bad. The the problem that the problem that Anakin Skywalker and the Naboo M1 Starfighter has is that if you use him, you can't use Delta Seven Anakin or ETA Anakin yeah. or even Y Wing Anakin. Uh, so you can't use any of the really good I six ships, which is exactly the kind of thing that you want flying around a hard hitting, difficult to kill squirrely I four. He, you want him to be your fifth brother to your Vader kind of thing, not, and you just can't do it because, you know, that's the rules. 
that's how the game works. Um, so yeah. Anyway, and Ricolay is still good, but you know. Do you know what would fix the N one? It being odd silver. No, no. Put odd ball in it. <laughs> Probably because it's got so many red moves. Oh, I'm just getting <laughs> sad now. What would fix it is a config that allows it to take an evade nat- natively without having to go fast, basically, is what would fix it. Um, and then it might be decent. Anyway, enough of that. Enough of that nonsense. Um, just thinking about Separatists, and I think I'll just touch on this before we kind of wrap up. Um, just thinking about Separatists, um, Liam, you're a, you, you do play quite a lot of Separatist stuff. Is there any kind of any hidden gems that that's come out of this in the points drop and i know tri fighters dropped a lot in cost um have yeah, you been uh, mucking about in the faction uh, i've been looking about here and there uh because some fact drops overall of points i was like he's getting more and more affordable and i think mm-hmm. whoever it is that's uh making the points up as they go uh do you want to see more sun on the table he's just not as good as chertek and i stand by that if they okay. made them the same points, I'd consider taking Sunfak. Uh, when it comes to the Tri-Fighters, though, I think there is something there. Uh, now that they've dropped, anyway, at least. So a uh, Tri-Fighter, school... a, a, yeah, a Collicoid Interceptor is 34 points yeah. for a 3 red, 3 green, 3 health. So the same as in it as a, as a, as a TIE Interceptor, a squint. Um, 34 pointed so that you can't Put six of them in, but you can put five in with some other, or four with some six, other stuff. Six would um, be absolutely disgusting. Yeah, a five in and of itself is disgusting. Even four with something to power them up is disgusting. Um, so, well, they've got network calculations as well, or that can be replaced with independent calculations, which is now free. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you can put them in along with like a hyena or something to carry um, probes. So that you know they can get locks um, before the engagement starts, um, and then they can cruise in and just double mod things to death. And the only saving grace that you've got against them is that they're I ones um, for the cheapest version. But you know you can always go up to the the I threes for a, a modest one point bump, um, which is probably very affordable. And then you've got the limited to three fearsome predators that go at three that can um, do all sorts of other nonsense as well. Fearful prey. Uh, yeah. yeah, so if you don't spend a green token on defense, you take a strain. So it's yeah. basically if you have three fearsome predators shooting the same target that you give the uh, fearful prey at the beginning uh, condition, yeah. uh, it's going to be a sad ship. It really yeah. is. Uh, I do think maybe three fearsome predators and a relay carrier could be strong, or four and a HMP. Oh, wow. Uh, I think that can really do some uh, do some work. Yeah, my brain's the just dial is ridiculous. Yeah, it's um, my brain's just triggered the um, high fearsome predator fearsome prey work. So if you take three of them, you give fearsome prey to three ships, and then if those three shoot any one of those three, it doesn't have to be the one that they've got prey on because the way that it's worded, no. it's basically uh, the fearful prey condition is one pip. Ah, uh, is so it? Only assign one of them. But if you assign it to a Jedi or something that doesn't take a lot of green tokens, yeah. for example, a, a Von Reg or a Silence or Kylo Silencer, yeah, he'll be a bit too edge most of the time. Yeah, yeah, really good against small shift count lists. Um, yeah, and hunting things down, which is as it should be, because that appears to be the entire archetype of the thing yeah i think um i played a game against um got one guy from america um chris patrick crispy um and he was using kind of four of these plus uh i think it was a hmp gunship to basically load them up with um locks and stuff before they engaged and i kind of rushed them a bit but yeah it was cracking yeah and um I, I i rushed him to prevent him from getting all of his double mods and then I made some poor targeting choices and then before I knew what had happened all of my ships were gone because when you have even single modded three red attacks hitting you at range one then ships don't tend to last very long um yeah it was um it was pretty disgusting so I think I won't make the mistake that I made against him again but um It'll be good, and I do like seeing the new stuff on the table, and they are a super cool model as well, which is really nice. 
Um, if you can physically see it, you do need glasses and a uh, microscope. It's not as small as the as the Actis. It's not as small as the Atta Two. But yeah, uh, yeah. maybe I think it's not as wide, but it's definitely taller. <laughs> okay. I have to put them on a set of micro scales to see exactly which one weighs the most. <laughs> Give you an idea of overall mass. Right. You've got to weigh um, the Etta with the ring. <laughs> that's definitely, definitely bigger then. Definitely bigger then. All right. Um, cool. Uh, so um, just last thing to talk about is have either of you seen or do you have any thoughts about new meta bad boys, new staples, new this, these are going to be the stables, staples. Um, these are going to be the, uh, the the things that we're going to see all over the place at tables, top and bottom as people try hard into events. Liam, uh, any thoughts? Still, are still, still going to be top, uh, but you will only see the good players on the top tables because they get less equipment now. So you will only see like people like Tom Reed. Uh, also, I do think the Etters mm-hmm. again. Uh, if it's a good ship in the right hands, it will do well. And Whisper Kylo, they're my shouts, and that hideous Rebel Beef stuff that. Uh, Oliver Pocknell's taunting at the moment. Which is that? Oh, it's like Hera in a B-Wing, uh, Wedge, uh, not Wedge, yeah, Hera, Wedge, Luke, Jake. It's disgusting. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. Lots of, lot of tokens, lots of mods, lots of big, punchy three, three, green chi- uh, three red chips. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Rebel Beef, back in the room. With a B wing, just not the one you think. What about yourself, Tim? Um, no, a bit early to say, really. I think. I mean, I think you still will see um, sort of the same sort of stuff doing well, um, because although some of it has been nerfed slightly, it's not. You will still see the sort of you know the players that fly those lists well, still flying them, just with you know, slightly tinkered lists, like Liam said, um, but. I mean, there's there's lots of scope for the new stuff and the stuff that's received points reductions to to make a jump in, and without any like major events since the points update, um, probably a bit early to say what what the meta is and, and and what we might see. Yeah, I mean, I I I get the impression that online we might see quite a lot of the resistance Y wings because they're actually really efficient. Um, if you put like a dorsal turret and a uh, what's the thing? Engine upgrade. Either an engine upgrade or expert handling. Yeah, if you can do. But yeah, um, engine upgrade plus dorsal turret. It costs thirty six points. Um, you can put an ion turret on it, and it costs thirty nine um, with engine upgrade. And then you've got things that are boosting into a calculate um, if they need to, or just taking um, the the native calculate, or you know dorsal turret with an R four, um, and that's thirty eight points. And then you know you can put basically do whatever you want at that point <laughs> it kind of gets a little bit silly um you know, as much as putting inertial dampeners on i think there's quite a lot of efficiency um in those y wings and i did mention earlier on that i talk about the thing that i'd used um which is um we obviously talked a lot about zori bliss um she's really good um her ability is brilliant and the wartime loadout is brilliant um but um you need to find uh if you look at her, she's competing against the other strongest resistance pieces. Once you once you um, pay for the upgrades that she needs, she's about 53 to 55 points um, or more, um, as much as 60. And then she's playing in the same ballpark as Lulo, Zari. Not Zari, Lulo's easy, you know, um, Cheekpo, Jess Pava, people like that. So, you know, she, she's struggling to, to find a space in lists because there's other ships that do things better than her. But the thing that she does is she does give action economy out, um, which is really nice. Um, and the other one I've seen, which looks really nice, is Chorus Capellum, um, who's the I1 who slings tokens about. Um, or no, sorry, steals tokens. And I've seen a few um, interesting builds um, with him. And I think, I think, I don't know, I don't think he'll ever become popular because he's I1, but I think he should be because I think he could do some really quite filthy things with a cheap um, application of swarm tactics, like getting him up to I4 so he can uh, yank tokens off people before they engage rather than after they engage is um, 
maybe a thing that could happen, but we'll see. Um, in terms of my meta predictions, I think that the internet will swing towards Dash. I think you'll see Dash everywhere because people love rolling those big five dice hit attacks obstructed. Um, but Shattering Shot is coming to save the day. They keep Dash in check a bit. Cause and Seismics. And Seismics, yeah. <laughs> oh, still makes me laugh. Um, I played a game against um, sat the Candid Clarinetist at one point, and he was playing uh, Dash, uh, not Dash, sorry, Han, Ahsoka. And I was just like, oh, I don't know what to play. So I just fell back on Old Faithful and put out my old Venny list and plunked it down. And then I looked across and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> and he was like, what? It's fine. And I was like, your hand's got no rocks. He was like, what do you mean? I was like, I'm going to just get rid of your rocks. And then I'm going to and then I'm gonna shoot you a lot. And he was like, no, it'll be fine, dude. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I got rid of all of his rocks <laughs> and then shot Sam him. Sam was very nice, though, to be fair. He is lovely, but he did have the long suffering. Um, after like the first thirty minutes of that game, he realised that there was just nothing he could do, um, and that it was basically a case of me spinning Venny in circles in the centre of the board, chasing his hand down, um, while dropping protons behind me to keep Ahsoka away. And then it was fairly, fairly shortly after that, it was game. So, um, yeah, it was. Uh, I, I like it when Han and uh, Dash come back in the meta because I just wheel out my favourite list and. Um, yeah, crack him. Anyway, so new Venny meta incoming when? Answer is never. Um, although there is now, you can fit three Star Fortresses in a list. I'm just going to put that out there. I only own two, but um, you can put three in a list now. So and three good Run ones three, well. you're a scumbag. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so I think that's it for today. Um, we've talked a little bit through different lists and different metas and different stuff like that. Um, so... Um, I've already had confirmation um, because obviously in the background while I was chatting, um, Andy Tolman, who I've chatted about a couple of times, he's going to be on next week. So we're going to get to ask him the questions about how he thinks because he's a very good player, a bit of a top level player. So we'll ask him some questions about that kind of stuff. So if you do have any questions that you want us to put to him, um, like why are you so nice and what makes you so good at X-Wing and what is your accent? If you were confused, it's Austrian crossed with California, by the way. Um, then, you know, <laughs> feel free to give us a shout um, and we'll put them to him as well. Because knowing who our guest is going to be a whole week in advance, that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. Um, any shout outs from you, Liam, apart from the obvious one that you've already kind of done? Oh, apart from Borden Brum? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give a shout out to Matthew Linfield, who messaged me saying, Ben, completely declined to acknowledge his victory the just play hyperspace uh, because Ben obviously as we all recollect uh, did awfully uh, and did we, did we forget to say well done to Matthew for for winning that we might have done yeah well 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 done Matthew congratulations awesome victory but he, he said it's Ben's fault which okay. makes sense all right fair enough uh, and a shout out to me because if all, right. all goes well, I think I've definitely found out uh, I've got employment again. Hey, big props! Let's go. Sounds good. It's about time. Are <laughs> I've you, been scrounging you... off the uh, the system for about two months now. So, are you are you going to enjoy standing in the centre of Wolverhampton, shouting at grannies that drop their cigarette butts and fining them? Is that is that what's coming? Oh God! What what job do you think I'm doing? I don't know, civil enforcement officer. You know, the, the next level down from traffic warden. Oh no, I've managed to. Uh, oh, it's not the best, <laughs> but it's collections, which okay. is code for debt collecting. But I'm not going door to door. Door to door would be fun though. To... I don't get to punch the elderly. I know it's awful. Do you accept uh, X-wing collections in uh, you know exchange for debt? <laughs> Yeah, give, give, give me, give me that, that cupboard full of stuff. As long as it's Star Wings, let's go. Oh, wow, give, yeah, that's it. They're, they're still worth money, yeah. Oh, that, that, that's um, your debt cleared. You, you, you're free. <laughs> two of them. Two of them, you'll be grand. Um, cool. Have you any shout-outs, Tim? I don't think so. Um, no, no, nothing. I've already shouted Timo out, um, so that's, that's the only shout-out I'm going to have. Shout-outs to all the CVs that are in the bin. Yes, including a uh, special shout out to the person that put all their supporting information in Spanish 
uh, I don't speak Spanish, <laughs> so sorry. Thanks. It's a. I mean, th there is that thing where you have to, you know, show that you're applying for jobs in order to continue to get support. No, no, I, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So you know, yes, I put a CV in for a job. Oh no, I didn't get it. Did you submit your CV entirely in Spanish? No. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it's it's a bold move. You know, perhaps perhaps I should just give them an interview just to see if they just speak speak in Spanish. <laughs> I do. I do have a colleague that is, uh, is Spanish. So if you want some support with that, let me know. Uh, so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just give a quick shout out to my current show's lovely man from over um, Leeds Way, um, who he um, he bested me in the in the last round of the Sith Taker League um, to to mean that there's going to be a, a big old mess of people at kind of five two and six, uh, five three and six two um, over the course of uh, the last week, which is coming up. Um, I've played against him a couple of times in. He's a lovely man to play against, and I was very sad um, to lose. But he did—he uh, did just outplay me. Um, so yeah, I'll just give a, a big hello to him and a big hello to everybody um, that we chat to on an ongoing basis to keep us sane um, on the internet um, because it's—it's uh, it's good, um, and I'm really looking forward to briefly meeting everybody um, both at Tim's event and at the Sith Taker Open in February. I'm, I'm genuinely getting excited um, about it. So. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be lovely, and I do apologise oh, uh, if I'm short. What I I forgot one more shout out. Sorry, yeah. uh, Billy Northover. Uh, I played him in the Sith Taker League today. Uh, lovely guy. Uh, plays yeah. uh, out of the York Garrison. Uh, his Kylo had an awful time against my uh, Django. But he's a lovely bloke. So Billy, Billy Northover. Yeah. Billy Northover sounds like it's like the kind of a name you would expect from like a gritty kind of cop in like a gritty kind of a novel or something. It's a very evocative name, and I don't know why. He, he doesn't sound like it though. He's oh. got a proper thick Yorkshire accent. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so straight all right. out of hot <laughs> Straight out of Harrogate. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've just been reminded of um, Shane McMahon from '90s wrestling, who was, you know, or, or was it straight from the main streets of Greenwich, Connecticut, um, with uh, some of the other, you know, preppy boys, um, kind of trying to get over as, uh, yeah, like like us because we're rich and white. <laughs> it's like oh, that's a good gimmick, isn't it? <laughs> good way to make people instantly heels with the working class um, fan base it's like look at this we're posh um, anyway if we're talking about WWE we've been going on for too long so I think it's it's time to wrap it up um, so thank you very much again for joining me uh, and it's goodbye from Liam toodles uh, it's goodbye from Tim goodbye uh, it's goodbye from me Good night. Get your letters out, Rachel. Um, if you... Get your letters out for the lads. <laughs> oh, <you're right. laughs> Dearie me, I think that one. I think that one might be hey-hayed out. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad of a yeah. joke. Too bad of a joke. Get rid of it. Sacked. Um, <laughs>